0: Roll set. Mm-hmm. All right. See intro is queued up. Cool. All right, Spotify fading out. Next thing we're gonna hear is the music. <laughs> What is up, Level Up Nation, and welcome to the April 21st edition of Level Up Live, your home for gaming and esports news, brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco, but you can call me John, since we are all friends here. And of course, I am joined, as always, by my good friend, the king of the courtside, the courtside king. But you can call him Joey. I call him Joey also. Don't worry. What's up, Joey?
1: Guys, I'm doing well. John, I'm doing well. We've made it to the end of another week. It is Thursday. We still have one more day to go, but we're practically there, and it has been a week where we've gotten some pretty exciting gaming news. We have a new Star Wars game in the works. We have some fun Sega news to talk about. Lego Star Wars is not only building up Lego bricks, but it's also breaking down records. Uh, I feel like lots of good stuff came together this week. Not a crazy week, but still plenty of goodness to chat about.
0: I don't know, Joe. I thought it was pretty crazy. Uh, That announcement that we're going to be talking about here a little bit later on that happened on Tuesday. A little World of Warcraft. Um, My boss may or may not hate me for how much I was yelling and screaming (laughs) while watching that on the clock. But you know what? I'm over it. But Nation, something that I'm not over. I'm not over the fact that you may still not be following this show. I mean, you're watching us. You're listening to us. You might as well be following us on social media as well. So make sure you do that. That is your assignment. Uh, you can do that right now. Just don't turn the stream off. Don't turn the, you know, the, the, the podcast, the, the, the VOD, the VOD, if you will, or anything. Just do it later. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at LevelUpLive. That is at LVLUP Live. And while you're on Twitter, you listen to us, you watch us, you hear our voices, you see our mugshots. Might as well follow us on Twitter, too. Follow Joey at Courtside King, myself at Fiasco to get all the latest gaming and esports hot takes as they break throughout the week then get our full dive on Thursday nights here on Level Up Live. Nation, as always, the live version of the show is the place to be. Prime example today, we're going to be looking at a lot of game trailers. We're going to be taking a look at a lot of images and graphics from some of these game releases. That is the perk of watching the show here live on Twitch. But we understand you have other things going on in your life, and that is completely cool. We do have the podcast version for you as well. Level of Podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you can find an RSS feed. Don't forget, we'll have the VOD on YouTube as well, as well as, uh, as here on the Twitch channel, too. You can just check that out, OTN Media, for that as well. Please do leave us comments, ratings, reviews, likes, thumbs-ups. Ah, I think YouTube got rid of the thumbs down, so don't worry about that one. All positive feedback and negative feedback go a long way in helping you help us make this show what you, our viewers, want the most. Uh, extra credit still on the table. Patreon.com/OTM. Become a super fan today of OTN Media and level up live of what we do here. Uh, obviously, tuning in, listening, watching us uh, is is all that we ask. Uh, we we absolutely love that we can bring our passion of games and esports to you, our audience out there as well. But if you do want to give a little more, it is not necessary. But we would be uh, very thankful for all the support. Uh, that you can give check out patreon.com slash otn becoming a otn member today all right joey we're i think we've teased quite a bit here so far Uh, let's go ahead and do the official rundown what are we talking about today on the action-packed episode of the 21st of april of level up live
1: absolutely guys we're gonna dive into ninja's rebrand it's been all over social media and now you get john and i's thoughts as well we're talking that new Star Wars game in a galaxy, hopefully not too far, far away. Lego Star Wars in the records. It is breaking Sega working on big budget versions of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. We have WoW Dragonflight, uh, the new expansion for World of Warcraft. John has teased it many times on the show, it feels like, in the different rumors floating around. Now we actually do know dragons are taking flight. And we're excited to dive into that as well. Halo Infinite Season 2 maps and modes have now been teased. New Game Pass editions, HCS Kansas City, Valorant Masters, and
0: much more. All right, Joey. I'm so hyped for this episode. And it's not just because we're talking World of Warcraft. There's other fun stuff in there, too. Okay, I'm going to lie. I'm mainly psyched up for World of Warcraft. But, Joey, before we can even dive headfirst into Ninja's horrible rebrand, we need to cover... Our drink of choice last week i failed the show i failed you and I, I want to apologize to the audience i was drinking water and that is unacceptable i have corrected my ways uh and i do have a proper beverage here today joey but as always we're going to start with you for the drink of choice
1: well it's funny that you failed this last week because i'm failing us this week i am Hey-oh. on water i was thinking about grabbing some bourbon and i just didn't have time finally getting the last bit of notes together so in the end, I'm going Agua tonight, but it sounds like you're going to carry us, sir. Here we go. Listen
0: to this. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the sound of a healthy can. Of Okay, so, so this was given to me by my brother-in-law. Uh, Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. It's a hazy imperial IPA. Joey, you know me uh, better than a lot of people do. Uh, I do not like IPAs. I, in fact, would rather pour them down a sink if I ever came across them. Uh, wow. the, can, the can is pretty epic. Uh, it is in dedication to the men and women of the armed services. In this case, this is for the Air Force. A big shout out to all of our uh, service members out there, uh, veterans and current service members. Thank you for your service. Um, I have not had this before, Joey. Um, I'm going to give it a shot here live on Level Up. We're going to... Yep, nope, not a fan. Um, just like that. It tastes like an IPA and orange juice. Um, it tastes like. Uh, now see blue moon. I, I like blue moon. I know some people out there are anti fruit and beer, but it's fine. This tastes like a um, batch of blue moon met a car battery. Um, uh, what? It, it, it's it's it <laughs> has a very. It's I don't like it. It's it's. Um, yeah, or, or we're putting a pull up for IPAs.
1: Yeah, I figure why yeah, not, right? You
0: know what I. I, <laughs> I Joey, I swear if I see you spend channel points in this, I'm going (laughs) to slap you because I I know your answer already. Um, Fun fact, everyone, this is not a beer review podcast. Joey, we should do that. I don't think anybody else is doing that, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they're out there, John. I mean, I used to hate IPAs. I thought they tasted like soap. And then since then, I don't know, I've really come accustomed to all different styles of IPAs. So maybe you'll come around eventually (laughs) as well. Blue moon Ah, and a car battery, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Don't worry, Joey.
0: I got my water here, too, to wash away the aftertaste. But something we are not washing away, Joey, is we're not washing away this episode. We have a ton to talk about here today. So let's dive head first. Let's splash into these topics, Joey. Let's get into gaming and e-sports news. Let's go!
1: Sounds like a plan, sir, and we're not going to sneak around this one. We're going to bring up Ninja's rebrand right at the top of the show. John, go ahead and pull up pictures for those live with us here on Twitch. I don't. For those listening to the (sighs) podcast, where most of you probably are, You're going to have to do your own searching, but twitter.com forward slash ninja should get you there. Go ahead and take a look at the cover photo. Uh, That'll give you an idea of the new logo plus the new font that a lot of people are criticizing over there as well. Uh, This is an interesting one, John. I feel like Ninja had a pretty well-known brand. He had his Ninja symbol. He had his Ninja font that had a nice little sharp edge to it, kind of like a sword. Uh, Now he's decided to round things out a little bit. Going with more of an iconic hair logo here. I think the slash through the hair is supposed to represent the headband that he wears as well. And then this interesting font where we kind of go skinny to fat letter, back to skinny, and back and forth with a bolded type of font. I'm not the biggest fan here. I don't mind the actual logo
0: itself. I, I get it. He has iconic blue hair. He wears a headband. I. You know what? I'm fine with that. At the end of the day, my criticism lies. And just, why? Why would you spell, like, why would you uh, stylize Ninja like this, okay? You have capital letters all throughout. You have two letters that are are big, beefy boys in in bold font. And then your A is lowercase, and it doesn't even look like an A. It looks like an O and an I very close together. Is this Ninjoy? Is is Ninja rebranding to Ninjoy? Uh, I just, you know, I would, look, Ninja obviously is where he is because he has a great personality. He's an entertainer. Uh, He gets people watching him. He's great at video games. I understand that. Uh, That also means he should have the funds uh, to uh, get opinions from professionals that would sit there and tell him, this ain't it, bro. Uh, This is not good. This is... I, I, again, I like the hair logo. I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me. That's I I can identify that with him. But that font, that stylized font for Ninja, that, that's a hard, hard pass.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest issue as well. Like the black and white with the blue coloring, I think the colorscape is pretty good overall. The hair logo, as you said, is iconic enough. We know Ninja has blue hair. He's worn it out. He wears the bandana. I feel like this represents that well enough as well. Uh, The font, though, it's just, it's a weird font. And honestly, like, I think this new logo would still pair well with his old font. If you were to go with that kind of sharp sword-looking font that he had before uh, versus this. It almost feels bubbly, but also, like, it doesn't want to be bubbly, but it doesn't want to be sharp either. It just, I I don't know, it's just kind of, like, caught in the middle of, I don't want to compare it to a kindergarten project, but it, it kind of has, like, that misshapen thing where it doesn't quite know really what it wants to be. Here we go.
0: It's almost like someone said, hey... Check out this new font I just found on Microsoft Word. And then they all discovered at the last minute it was Comic Sans. So they all just quickly got together as a team and just grabbed random fonts. Some people put bold. Some people put caps. One person was like, oh, I'm going to go with lowercase. And just threw it together real quick and released it. Um, I would probably argue Comic Sans would look better than this. And Comic Sans should not be used for anything over the age of four. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I just I I don't know, Joey. Like we've done our, we've done our fair share of of logo redesigns, uh, brand relaunches with OTN and Level Up, Game On DC, some of our other shows as well. And I, I honestly feel like if if I brought this to you, first off, I would never bring this to you because I know you would be <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" But like. If I brought this to you, I feel like you would fire me on the spot. You'd be like, "What is this garbage? Like, I don't, I don't understand what, like, why."
1: I mean, we're not going to get rid of anyone over a logo, but at the same point, <laughs> it's like you said, like this man has money. He obviously spent a lot of money for this logo, even though it can't be easily told from looking at it. Um, but this is an organization. I think I think it was Eat, if I remember correctly, and they've worked with a number of other big orgs out there. A number of other big. Presenters and sponsors and streamers and all these other big really organizations in all different matters from gaming and beyond. Uh, it's just, yeah, this comes a little lackluster for me. Like I said, I like the logo as you did, but overall, the font itself, I just, I don't expect this to stick for very long personally, but who knows? Maybe that he does end up sticking with it. He is known for a lot more at this point. It's not just about his streaming. I think he only streams like one to two days a week at this point. Uh, he's also doing movies and talk shows and all these other things. So, Maybe this is what he's looking for, but yeah, I'm just, uh, the font just doesn't do it for me. In all honesty, I I think that's my biggest issue. And I'm curious to see how long he ends up sticking with this in the long run. I hate it. Anything else on Ninja? We've taken our swipes at him. Uh, It did not quite land the way we expected this rebrand to. And I still am not quite sure why he rebranded in general, but hopefully we get more information on that in the future. Next up in a timeline, hopefully not too far, far away, we have a new Star Wars game. John, we are looking at a plethora of Star Wars games being announced over the last couple months, it feels like. This next one is going to be a narrative-driven action-adventure game featuring an original story, and it's currently in development at Skydance New Media. The project will be led by award-winning writer and director Amy Henning whose credits include legendary franchises such as Uncharted, a very well-known PlayStation exclusive, as well as Jack and Dexter, among others. I'm excited, John. I mean, you and I both love Star Wars. We know OG Flavortown in chat tonight loves Star Wars as well with the Starlight Beacon transmissions. uh, His podcast, too, doing some great news when it comes to Star Wars. Overall, I think Star Wars is such a wide galaxy, no pun intended, that you could really jump a whole bunch of stuff into that universe. Little stories here and there, big epic stories like the episodes and the mainline movies that we see. And I feel like there's tons of room for different eras and different stories to be told overall. This, to me, is another fun adventure. Uncharted is an amazing game. That became a really big legendary series where we've seen games score very highly back-to-back with credits and players. And now you have that opportunity to bring something from Amy here to Star Wars as well. She was previously on another project that got canceled, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But I just I think this is a great step forward for not only Star Wars and games, but a new opportunity for a new story as well.
0: I love it. Uh, give me more Star Wars content. I don't care if it's uh, you know, content from the original trilogy, the prequel. I, love, I do love me some prequels. Obviously, that's what we grew up with. Um, or whether it's from the sequel trilogy. Uh, star wars and more star wars please give me a mandalorian game uh make it so i can play baby grogu going through my jedi training with luke in the forest before i fly back uh to tatooine to hang out with mando spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the book of boba fett um (laughs) but you know i figure you've seen it by now uh by the way uh kenobi coming out uh here next month uh super excited for that as well uh more star wars content more star wars games i mean i feel like you, you almost can't go wrong creating Star Wars content unless you're a gaming studio with allegations and have a lot of evidence behind it of, you know, workplace misconduct. Uh, then then you, probably, you probably shouldn't be doing Star Wars. But, uh, but yeah, super excited for this. I think this is great. I love me a narrative-driven based game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to learn more about it.
1: Okay, so let's learn more about it, at least based on rumors, that is. So based on a previously canceled Star Wars project is supposedly the baseline for this new narrative project. That was Project Ragtag. Unfortunately, that was one of the victims over at EA when they were cutting Star Wars projects at one point. Uh, This on top of Project 1313 were both cut over there. We don't have too many details on what Ragtag was, uh, but it was supposedly a Rebel Alliance classic era type of game, narrative-driven like we have here. Uh, It was canceled back in 2019 after its original studio, Visceral Games, was closed in 2017. So with that detail, knowing this new project is based on that, uh, we can assume that there's a possibility this takes place within that Rebel Alliance classic era, uh, somewhere between episodes 4 and 5 in terms of movies. What are your thoughts on another game being put in that era? I do like the idea of further exploring it, but we also have really cool stuff like the High Republic now. There's obviously the old Republic still in the works out there that could be dove into again. There's a ton of different eras in Star Wars, and I feel like these eras, uh, we almost tend to go to this Rebel Alliance era almost every time, and you start to go out a little bit with High Republic and now Resistance with the movies, and I would love to see more projects in those other eras as well.
0: I agree. I feel like going to the original trilogy era is the safe route uh, because there's already a lot established. I mean, we're we're talking decades and decades of written content of visual content of other games from that era that kind of give you a map of what people are looking for. It really gives you that safety zone of saying, Hey, you know, we want to make a game in this era also. And we know what we can and can't do because there's just so much there that's already putting limitations on what the story can be. And, that, and that's fine. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, it feels like, you know, it feels like the, the prequel trilogy. Obviously, when episodes one, two and three were coming out, there were a lot of games and content coming out for that. But that kind of fell off also. And people kind of went back to the original trilogy of the Rebels versus the Empire and that's, and that's fine, uh, but the prequels didn't get as much love as the original trilogy did. And, okay, fine, that's fine. Uh, then you have the sequel trilogy that came out. And, you know, in, in all honesty, the, the sequel trilogy is kind of getting the same amount of hate that the prequels got when the prequels were coming out originally. Uh, I think with time, it will age like the prequels did, and people will be okay with it. Um, but there's not a lot of content for the, the, pre, the, the sequel trilogy out there right now. It, it, it's the movies... Uh, you have, you know, Disney Plus uh, episodes here, kind of tying things in there, here and there as well, kind of setting things up there. You're getting some stories and comics coming out that kind of help build up to what eventually becomes the sequel trilogy. But like you said, Joey, we have uh, the High Republic, uh, a, a brand new era uh, that uh, you know comes after the Old Republic and before the story of Luke Skywalker. And Anakin Skywalker, this this new era that's still being developed, um, I think that would be the most challenging for for game di- uh, directors out there, for 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 studios to create, because there really isn't any boundaries. There's you know there's some novelization out there, there's there's some comics out there, but there's really not a lot of information. So if you're a gaming studio and you're looking for a guaranteed banger of a game, you're probably not going to go the sequel trilogies, or the High Republic yet until there's a little bit more lore flushed out. Or you work directly with Disney and Lucas Games and you figure out what to do and make sure it falls in line with canon. Uh, And then your game could still be a banger. Uh, I just feel like it's an easier way of guaranteeing success by going back to the Rebels versus the Empire.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the nice things with the risk of something like a High Republic or even an Old Republic game is that isn't as well fleshed out. Old Republic technically not canon right now. High Republic still very much in the writing process as well. So there is a little bit more of that flexibility to write their own stories there. At the same point, if you do go back to the Rebel Alliance area, that's where almost most people, I feel like, can relate to those characters a little bit easier. Like, sure, some people, the younger kids at least, are probably thinking Finn and Rey are the relatable characters in the Resistance era... But if you look at older gamers, 30 or above, you look at even teens, I would say, would probably know the original trilogies pretty well at this point as well. So I feel like that just helps hit a wider audience per se. And I think that's one reason we usually see that comfort of going back to that same era as well. So we'll keep an eye on Project Walton, supposedly what this one is codenamed. And it does join a sizable list of other projects in the works that have been announced so far. We have three projects at EA's Respawn that are Star Wars related. We have the Knights of the Old Republic remake at Aspire, which we leaked on here way before it was announced, about 9 to 12 months. We have the untitled open world project at Ubisoft Massive, Star Wars Hunters. Over at Zynga. That one's gonna be dropping on mobile devices and the Nintendo Switch, and then the notorious Star Wars Eclipse at Quantic Dream as well, that John mentioned earlier. So a lot of Star Wars games in the works. We've heard rumors of a couple more in the works as well. Hopefully, we'll see those maybe in May, uh, with either May the 4th or Star Wars celebration, or maybe a little bit later in these summer showcases. But we'll keep an eye out for those as well. Sticking with Star Wars, but not gonna to spend too much time on this. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker saga has been phenomenal. It is breaking records, and so far it has been the largest LEGO game launch on supposedly every platform. We're talking Xbox, PlayStation, uh, PC, I believe it's on Nintendo Switch as well, pretty much breaking records everywhere. It has sold over 3.2 million units globally in its first two weeks, so doing very, very well. I mean, the character roster is ginormous. Uh, the Really, the cities are phenomenal, John. I don't know if you've had a chance to dive in or check it out yet, but like Coruscant is freaking ginormous, and you have Cloud City and Tatooine, and instead of being such a linear game like previous LEGO Star Wars games are, this one has its linear missions, but it also has these open-world cities and towns to kind of visit, and there's just so much to do, and I feel like, the amount of bricks to complete this game, there's like over a thousand. That's going to take someone a very, very long time. I'm projecting probably over a hundred plus hours of play time to get the full 100% or platinum trophy for those on PlayStation. So there's a lot to do. Lots of achievos to unlock, lots of trophies to find, lots of bricks to build with, and lots of mini kits to collaborate with as well. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, but so far selling incredibly well. Next up, Sega is working on big-budget versions of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Uh, John, I've played Crazy Taxi. I will be honest, I've not played Jet Set Radio. According to Bloomberg, citing people familiar with its plans, Sega has reportedly started work on a big-budget reboot of these two cult classics, Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Uh, Mainly, they're looking for a big hit. They want their Fortnite of Sega, per se. I guess we're thinking these are going to be it. I don't know how I feel about a Crazy Taxi or Jet Set Radio live service type of game and i'm curious to hear your thoughts sean supposedly crazy taxi has been in development for over a year and is targeting somewhere around a 2024 2025 release no time frame for jet set radio as of yet what are your thoughts on driving the crazy taxi as a live service game to compete with fortnite per se
0: i love crazy taxi i don't understand how it could be a live service game though if i'm being completely honest um what are you gonna do like a you know, have new cities, new routes, new new customers. Like, okay, that's great. Are you gonna make a Crazy Taxi Battle Royale? Uh, and see who can deliver the most passengers before the circle starts to close and run people off the road. I, I don't know. Is it gonna be like battle bots or something? I, I, I just I, I love Crazy Taxi as a game. I think it's a game that can come out as a base game and have expansion packs to it, but as a live service game, I, I just I would have to see what they're planning on doing to fully comprehend how a game that is literally get from point A to point B while doing all the craziest things in the world, like jumping off the back of a truck that's supposed to be carrying cars for style points, uh, you know, while doing that, racking up the score, like, that's fine. I just don't really understand how that would be a live service game, and I really don't think it's going to compete with Fortnite.
1: Oh, I definitely don't think it's going to compete with Fortnite, but you might be on <laughs> with this whole BR thing, even though chat is not a fan of it. please uh, no. I could see that being the way, though. I mean, that's a high-scoring game. There's a lot of things going on, very fast pace. I could see them throwing 50 taxis into a city, throw them into New York or Tokyo or whatever and say go at it. It could be the thing, John. You could be on to something here. Uh, as far as Jet Set Radio goes, though, I really don't know too much about this. I feel like this game comes up often when classic games are brought up. Uh, do you or chat know what Jet Set Radio is and what are your thoughts on that one?
0: I don't know that one. I I, try, I, I looked it up. I, I'm not familiar with the game. I've never played it. Um, yeah, I don't have a
1: good answer. So we'll keep an eye on old Jet Set Radio. Uh, both these new games, again, are in early stages of creation, according to Bloomberg. So they could still be canceled. Keep that in mind. But you could eventually come out with a live service Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio game here later down the road. Next up, John, it's your time. Your time to take flight here with the dragons in World of Warcraft. Uh, I know a little bit about World of Warcraft, but I am very far off compared to your epic knowledge of lore and the new things we have here. Uh, what do you want to do? Start off with the cinematic and then dive right into everything?
0: I don't think I don't think I'm like that like knowledgeable
1: about it. I mean, no, you're you're yes. pretty. You've been around. You've read a tome or two, as they say.
0: I've read a tome or two. Okay.
1: Uh, yes. So uh, it's been teased. Uh,
0: and I'm super excited for this. Again, this is, this is one of the best reasons why you should be watching the live show. We are going to play the cinematic trailer here for you now live on air because it is not going to get us a strike or anything like that because <laughs> they want us to do it. They want us to advertise their game for free, and that's what we're going to do. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and just switch the screen on over here. Uh, volume is up, and we're going to enjoy the announcement trailer cinematic of the new wow expansion dragonflight finally announced officially this past tuesday Uh, joey uh, if if that trailer if that cinematic does not get you hyped for this next expansion i don't know what will um the the you know dragonfly uh, dragons have been a part of the story of world of warcraft from day one they've played a major major role in Warcraft, in Warcraft lore. With the culmination, if you will, of the Arthas story, which drove the original RTS Warcraft and a good majority of uh, the main storyline of World of Warcraft, culminating with the disaster that was Shadowlands, with the Jailer supposedly being the one controlling everything from the get-go. This this is a a, a signifying uh, moment of a new story, but... We're getting the dragonflights. We're getting characters that we already know. The last time the flights really had a, like, a major impact uh, in the game, we have to go all the way back to Cataclysm. Yes, they've made appearances. Yes, individual uh, dragons have played significant roles. But together as a team, as a whole unit, the leaders of the different uh, aspects of the dragons... I mean, we're really going back to Cataclysm, and that that's the one that was right after Wrath of the Lich King. So this is really cool. The Dragon Isles. That was something that was uh, teased going all the way back to uh, Burning Crusade. It's uh, we'll, kind of interesting to see where they're going to put this, from what it sounds like. It's going to be in the spot that we all were expecting it to, where it was first originally teased. East of Quail where the Blood Elves uh, reside, north of Lordaeron slash the Undercity, and southeast... Of uh, Northrend, the most northern uh, continent in World of Warcraft. And it's it's just it's epic. It's absolutely epic. I'm super excited for this.
1: I think you need to pull up a map for us. For those here that are live with us that might not know the continent or continents, I guess, of Azeroth very well.
0: Uh, this is not an official map, so I don't want to hear it from anyone. Uh, <laughs>
1: we're just going to go with this real quick. All right,
0: so... Uh, my cursor is, is hidden, so I, so I do apologize here. But Northrend is that large blob up <laughs> north that says Northrend on it. The Eastern Kingdoms uh, is where uh, Quailphalos is, which is the most northern point. Uh, then <coughs> extending into that island far north. Uh, so it's going to be in that sea area. And th- this is actually a really poor scale-sized model because Eastern Kingdoms is actually a lot closer to Northrend. Uh, but it essentially fills in where uh, it dips down on the left side of the Eastern Kingdoms, so where it kind of curves down to where the Undercities are located. Uh, that's where it is roughly And let's see I can zoom in here. Yeah, in in this location uh, right here where the water is on the northwestern side of the continent. North of G- Gilnaeus and uh, far west of Zul'aman, as you can see here on the map. Uh, so that's roughly where the Dragon Isles are going to be. Uh, both factions will take ships to get there uh, to start their journey in the Dragon Isles. Uh, Joey, with the new expansion, we've got a beautiful uh, updated new website from Blizzard as well. And on top of that, Joey, we're getting a new race. We're getting a new hero class, the Dracthyr. Uh, And look, I mean, sign me up. You can be a dragon? Come on. Come on, the, the, the dragon aspects have a human form and a, and a dragon form. You can now have that, too. Uh, I think the, I think it looks great. I think it looks fantastic. It's not along the same lines of other uh, dragon kin or dragon humanoid-esque models we've seen in other games. So I really do like this. I love the uh, customizations they're going to have so you can really make this character reflect your personality. That's something Blizzard has done a great job over the past three, four years is expanding... Uh, the the, uh, cosmetics of your characters so it it reflects uh, more skin tones, more eye colors, more hair colors, more hairstyles. You can really create your avatar in-game to be a reflection of who you are as a person. Uh, So I think that's really cool, and this is just another example of it. We're getting a new class, Evoker. Uh, That was something that was leaked a couple days heading uh, into uh, the announcement here as well. The only side, the only caveat here is uh, the Drakthir can only be Evokers, and Evokers can only be Drakthir. So it is a one-in-one release here in this hero class, kind of like how Death Knights are only melee Death Knights. Uh, So kind of the same thing here. And on top of it, they wear male armor, chainmail to be specific, Uh, as a caster. They can be casters or healers. We are talking beefy, non-squishy, Super dragon mages or healers. And I think that's freaking awesome. It's about time. We need more long range distance heals, more uh long range DPS, and the fact that they're putting heavier armor on them, I think is absolutely freaking fantastic. Joey, I know this was something that caught your eye as well. I want to get your take here on the drakthier as well.
1: Yeah, I mean I love it. I love the idea of dragons in any games, but especially a game like WoW where they're so deeply rooted into the lore as well. Dragons have always been a big part of it from everything that you've mentioned before. All of the different sects of them, the different races of them. Uh, Coming together in this particular expansion to try to retake Azeroth, per se, I think is a really cool, intriguing storyline as well. But the customization options, I mean, they look great in their dragon form. On top of that, you get a human form. It's almost like you're playing two characters at once in that sense, as far as looks go. Um, But also just the whole new class to come alongside this. The Evoker, almost, at least to me, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like you're a little bit more active in combat than even some of the other classes. Like, as a main tank, you're obviously looking to taunt when need be, you're looking to pull back as need be, and to pull aggro back. But this, you're flying around the battlefield, you're casting spells, you're wearing heavy armor. Uh, I feel like this is a very versatile class, that yes, it's meant to be ranged, but you also bring a little bit more tankiness to the lineup. You can heal, you can damage. I feel like the customization is kind of there almost. uh, It reminds me a little bit of a Paladin in that sense, like a Retribution Paladin, where you can kind of deal damage, heal, tank as need be. This does have a little bit more of that flexibility as well. And the
0: big thing to note here is you can cast while flying and moving in your dragon form as well. That is absolutely massive as a long-range DPS because mages... Fun fact, mages maybe have only a couple abilities they can cast while moving. Otherwise, they have to stand still. A lot of their boosts, you have to stand still to use. And as soon as you move, it cancels. Like right there, you just saw on your screen right there. You can fly over and like breathe fire onto your enemies below. That's just that's just so badass, if you ask me. Uh, it, it's just, it, this is so different and so unique and shows how Blizzard and the WoW team are want to kind of evolve the new kind of classes and races that we're going to get in game to be a lot more than just your standard humanoid plug and play you know this is what you're going to get this is a very dynamic shift away from what we last saw when we got uh, alliance races when we got like the void elves which are just rebranded blood elves uh when we got uh night elves which are rebranded pardon me uh, uh nightborn, which are rebranded night elves uh it's it's very it, it's different it, it's super unique and, and the customization as you can see here on your screen right now i mean it, it's absolutely insane i love everything about this and this is blizzard starting to listen to the community and and that's the big feedback i've gotten from the wow community is you know yes it looks great yes the cinematic was awesome but they're listening to the community. After like 18 years of ignoring the community, they actually listen to what the players really wanted and is being reflected here in uh, this new game as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I, I love the Evoker class. I think that's, I think that's absolutely solid as well. Uh, with that, uh, we'll come back to this here in a moment. But we have... Technically, five new zones, four zones for everyone, one starter zone uh, for the Drakthyr starting area. That rumor might be for new players as well. We'll have to get more clarification on that. Blizzard hasn't really put too much out there yet. Uh, but the Waking Shores. Um, I might.
1: And if you're allergic to virtual boat rides, this is the way to go, right? Because they're going to start on the island themselves? Uh,
0: yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, fun, fun fact. <laughs> Apparently, you'll be arriving the same time as the other factions arriving. So if you have oh, War Mode okay. on, you can definitely wreak havoc before you get to the uh, Dragon Isle. So that's kind of cool, too. Uh, but, Joey, something that Blizzard has, has done incredibly well for probably the past, I would say probably close to 10 years, is create these zones in a way that's visually appealing and, and just mm-hmm. jaw-dropping. When, when you take a look at BFA, how bad of an expansion that was, some of those zones, especially in the Alliance territories... Almost looked like they were just artwork, like pieces of artwork. Like like you could uh, take a screenshot and put it as your your desktop on your computer. It just looked absolutely gorgeous, and we're seeing that here too. And we're seeing a lot of influence from the designs of Northrend. Let's be honest here: this game is 18 years old, and one of the top expansions out there still to this day is Wrath of the Lich King. A lot of people argue Legion is up at number one, which is a valid argument. I would put them at 1A and 1B. They were both that great, but Wrath, the impact that had, the game design of Wrath of the Lich King is right here on the same level. Uh, the Azura span at Grizzly, uh, Grizzly, Hold, uh, Grizzly Falls, I think it is, uh, is, is what that inspired uh, for that zone as well. But I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Forbidden Reach is rumored to be the the starting zone. Uh, for the Draktheer and for new players as well. So that's really, really cool. Uh, Joey, we mentioned this game is 18 years old. We're finally getting a new UI. The user interface is archaic, and that is really where the boom of add-ons for World of Warcraft came in, uh, making it to be what you, the player, want to see. Um, Now they're giving the player a little more customization options here without having to use add-ons. Yes, add-ons will still be available. You can still use add-ons, in Dragonflight, they have no problem with you using add-ons in Dragonflight. This is more for the casual gamer that needs a sharp uh, update with, <laughs> with what they're doing. Um, but, Joey, I think one of the coolest things here, before um, I turn it over to you for your opinion here on this, is the new way they're approaching flying in this expansion. A lot of the player base wants flying up front. They don't want to have to wait to do a Pathfinder mission. They don't want to have to wait behind a, a time-gated uh, uh, quest line or achievement hunting. They just want to get it from the get-go. And there's a reason why Blizzard doesn't do that. It's because they want you to explore the zone on the ground. And yes, it takes you a little bit longer to get things done, but you can. the game goes so much faster once you start flying. This is the way it's expanded. is explained, I should say, is a vertical expansion meaning you're gonna have to find ways to get to higher parts of these zones in order to continue the quest line. How do you do that? Well, they give you a dragon right up front as your mount. Yeah, you're gonna get a dragon up front as your mount, and that dragon is gonna be fully customizable so you can make it look any way you want. You have the choice of blue, black, green, and red dragons for your mount, and you can customize it any which way your little heart desires, and then that dragon's gonna have a skill tree Yes, a skill tree. You're going to have to level your dragon up so it can perform better while flying so you can reach Mm -hmm. those higher parts of the level. I love it. I absolutely love it. That is a great middle ground between players wanting flying up front but Blizzard not wanting people to blow through content too fast. I think this is a perfect middle ground. A lot of people are super excited for this. And Joey, from what we've seen... Uh, you can look on your screen right now here for you it is super super dynamic there's no other mounts in the game that does anything like this there's no other mount in the game that allows you to customize it this is so unique blizzard's finally thinking outside of the box and a lot of people responded positively to this change
1: yeah i mean i would say blizzard's spreading their wings on this one john Uh, diving down taking flight per se uh, I mean, we could spend all night talking WoW. There are a couple other things I'd like to hit on just to kind of poke yeah. at you and just get some information out of you as well. So one of the interesting things is they've named these five zones. One's a starter zone. The other four are supposed to be zones you'll visit throughout the campaign uh, as you play through these different quest lines. They're all associated with different Dragon Flights, except there's five Dragon Flights and only four zones named so far. One of them is going to be the Waking Shores. That one's going to relate to the Red Dragon Flight. We have the, I have no idea how to pronounce this, the Onuron Plains, I believe. Uh, that one looks like it's associated with the green dragonflight. The Azure Span, as the name sounds, Azure being Spanish, uh, blue right there for the blue dragonflight. And then we have Thal Drassus, because you have to have one of those Drassus things in any Blizzard expansion. Uh, this one is going to be the home of the bronze dragonflight. So correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that leaves what, the black dragonflight? Correct. So, what are our thoughts on the Black Dragonflight? Is this going to be a end zone for this expansion? Is there something hidden, maybe storyline-wise, going on here? What are your thoughts?
0: So, lore-wise, to to recap in a very TLDR, uh, the Black Dragonflight is decimated. Mm. The Black Dragonflight is what gave you Deathwing and Cataclysm.
1: Ah. Uh,
0: Deathwing was controlled by the Old Gods and went mad and tried to destroy the world. The Black Dragonflight, much like all the other Dragonflights, when the Dragon Isles uh, became hidden, they kind of went off in their own way. The Black Dragonflight isn't exactly known to be the best representation of dragons in World of Warcraft. You have the son of uh, Deathwing, uh, Neferion, uh, wanting to create this, this Drakthir race as servants because people were leaving, the dragons were leaving the dragon flights. They didn't want to listen to the dragon aspects anymore, especially the black dragon flight. So this, this was a creation between dragons and humans to create uh, servant uh, su- or subservient, uh, essentially uh, uh, soldiers for the dragon aspects. And it didn't really work out. Nefari went crazy also, knocked him out also, uh ratheon's really the only black dragon uh i mean i think he's the black dragon aspect now since deathwing's dead um it's it's up to him now to find out what happened to the rest of the black dragon flight so that's probably the reason why they don't have a zone is because lore wise we don't know what happened to him we know all the bad things they've done do they still exist do they still have numbers is ratheon the last of a dying breed That's going to be a major factor in the story. And who knows? Maybe the last zone of Dragonflight will be for the Black Dragonflight. And I think that would be really, really cool.
1: That's my guess. That's going to be my prediction here. Big Black Daddy Dragon is going to find his zone in the end. Uh, But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, lots of changes, John. We have new zones. We have new raids coming, new level caps, professions and crafting. It almost reminds me a little bit of RuneScape and some of the changes they made there. The new talent system, new HUD. Obviously, the new race that we talked about in class, new dungeons. I feel like this has everything so far, and there's probably still stuff to be revealed later on as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're getting new skill trees. Professions are getting overhauled. Definitely, if you are interested in, in looking at World of Warcraft, if you're interested in coming back to World of Warcraft, check out their website. They do a great job on there as well. The WoW subreddit, I don't like plugging Reddit that often, the WoW subreddit actually has some really good information on there as well as as well as WoWhead. Um, just before we move on, Joey, because I know we mentioned this for one second, I just want to show here real quick. Uh, so what they do uh, with every new expansion uh, and every sub expansion inside that expansion as well is they release a tier set of armor. And this is the concept art for that first tier set real quick. Just really want to throw this up there because it looks absolutely fantastic uh so here on screen right now you have the evoker priest warlock and demon hunter skin sets which i think are some of the best looking skin sets this game has ever come up with hopefully it translates well once it's uh in game uh i'm not sold on the priest being black and red though i I think that's a little weird uh but overall i think that's completely fine the monk paladin and warrior very monk very paladin very warrior uh straight up i think that looks fantastic as well the monk almost kind of looks like a buff genji
1: i feel like the priest Um, should be in that color as well
0: i agree i think that's the color the priest should be in as well uh then you have uh the rogue druid and shaman i feel like that's completely fine as well the druid still has a little fuzzy cosmetics as well and then the death knight mage and hunter uh that makes sense um my only argument is those colors for a mage represents arcane and arcane is a dead spec for the mage uh so we'll see if they actually get an overhaul in that um i'd actually move hunter out of this one also i'd probably put hunter with rogue druid and shaman to be completely honest and move priest down to monk paladin and warrior um that's just my two cents there but overall joey uh the wow team has has knocked it out of the park uh, a lot of people super excited for the first time in a long time about where World of Warcraft is heading. Uh, pre-orders not available yet. Um, what color will you? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking me if what color. the. Drak I mean, would I
1: would be. love to hear the color of your drag theory as well. I
0: don't know. Probably purple. Purple is a pretty, pretty awesome color. Purple and black. Probably we'll go with that.
1: Purple and black. That is a, that is a sexy looking drag theory. Well,
0: that is. That are is. We'll flying around <laughs> breathing fire on everybody. But Joey, I'm excited. The WoW community is excited um yeah by all means uh get more of my opinion hit me up on twitter hit me up on discord uh discord.me slash otn hang out there as well we can talk world of warcraft i don't want to take up too much more time on the podcast it's not a world of warcraft world of warcraft podcast it is a gaming and esports podcast so we can move on here but yes feel free let's chat world of warcraft
1: Absolutely. One of the biggest pieces of gaming news this week was Dragonflight, John. It came down and it swooped down with glory. A lot of people excited about the cinematic. A lot of people excited about the things to come. Sure, player housing is not in the plans yet and that seems to be the biggest complaint as of right now. But with everything they're getting, I think players can go ahead and deal with it for a little bit longer because there is so much content coming with this one. Next up, and not to spend too much time on it, we have a video here of the Halo Infinite new maps coming in Season 2. We talked about them briefly last week, and that is Catalyst and Breaker. They are making their way here, and we'll have that video play here on stream shortly. And then some new modes will be coming alongside them. The Season 2 mode additions are King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing. Those will all be added in, and they're kind of fun. King of the Hill is adding a new twist to the way King of the Hills typically work. Land Grab also taking the classic territory style of Halo, switching a few things up there as well, so it's a lot quicker to grab points, and then they're trying to force fights into this one zone in the end, and once all three zones are cleared, they rewipe it and they deploy new, z- new zones really all over the map, it sounds like. King of the Hill, uh, it's not going to be based on, on his time as much as his points this time around, so that's also a new interesting take to that. And then Last Spartan Standing is kind of going to be like a light battle royale mode from the Sound of Things, Uh, John, if you wouldn't mind putting up Catalyst and Breaker, those two maps as well. Uh, And then Rumble Pit is going to be a different free-for-all variant. That one also coming to the table here in Season 2. But that's not all. We're getting like 10 game modes, guys. Social Skirmish is also coming to the table, so is Social Slayer. Practically, Team Deathmatch in a social setting. Social Skirmish is going to be like objective modes in a social setting. Team Snipers, everyone gets Sniper Rifles, heads will be popping. Team doubles, that's 2v2v2v2v2. I believe it's six teams of two, if I remember correctly. That is also a ton of fun. We're getting new variants as well. We have Ninja Slayer. What is Ninja Slayer? Not just a crazy logo with terrible font, but it is also bringing to the table energy swords and grapple shots on spawn. You have Vampire Ball. The ball carrier is going to be able to one-hit kill people and get shields based on the kills. Rocket Repulsors is literally rockets and repulsors. You can send them back at one another if you time it right. Lots of fun coming here. 10 plus game modes on top of these two maps. Right now, you're looking at Catalyst. This is going to be one of the new arena maps coming to the table here in Season 2 in May. And then you will also be getting Breaker a little bit later. That one, I believe, on right after this video, but it will be coming up in May or on May 3rd as well. That's going to be a BTB map set in an old shipyard. So, I don't know. These look really cool to me, John. I love the look of this map. It kind of reminds me of some of the old Halo 3-esque maps as well. And I think it brings a lot of fun vantage points to the table, too.
0: They, they look incredible. They look absolutely incredible. And, and Halo needs this. Halo needs new maps. They need new game modes. They need a way to re-energize that player base. Uh, and I think this could do it. I think this looks absolutely fantastic. I know a lot of Halo players are excited for this. A lot of people who love Halo uh, that are trying to find... Ways to get themselves excited about this game again. I mean, Infinite launched with massive fanfare. People loved it. Um, but they, they kind of had the, the the apex treatment a little bit where uh, not enough new content was coming out. And, and it kind of got a little stale for some players, not to mention all the crashes, especially on the PC. Um, but this is good. I feel like they're coming out at a good time here to re-energize that fan base, to re-energize the players. And, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm looking, this this makes me want to play again. Uh, these maps look absolutely fantastic, super excited for the new games, uh, uh, game modes as well. That's the way you energize the fan base to keep them playing your game.
1: And one of the cool things about this last map that we're showing here, Breaker, there's supposedly dynamic elements too. So I think there's like sandstorm elements that get brought in. There's that big laser I think that players can turn on as well. So there's a lot of timing going on, like a flag run. You could run and then the enemy starts that laser and then the timing could end up looking like a movie sequence. I just I feel like there's so many cool aspects to this map that could really be super dynamic and change the way things play out as well. So really cool stuff. At least two maps coming, at least 10-ish game modes coming as well on top of new armor and new story elements that we really don't know too much about. I think next week we'll probably hear about those. But I am stoked. I'm ready to dive back into some Halo and it looks like there will be some fun content to do so alongside next up just a quick hit these new game pass editions 419 that already passed but hey games are still available we have f1 2021 available on cloud now need for speed hot pursuit remastered on cloud as well and john's new favorite game Turnip boy commits tax evasion dropped on tax day cloud console pc john this is a gem you found on game pass we both have enjoyed it quite a bit
0: (laughs) the game is ridiculous and i love it um you play a turnip um (laughs) Uh, and, uh, you run around, it it, it it has like an old school Zelda feel to it, the way it looks, but just the modern day references are absolutely hilarious. The fact that you're committing tax fraud is funny if you have to pay taxes, uh, especially if after this past tax day, you owed taxes, uh, committing tax fraud sounds like a great idea, so you don't have to pay it. Uh, this is a great way to commit tax fraud legally without winding up in jails by playing this game. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's got some really cute parts. It's got some cringe parts. But overall, Joey, I think it's, this is one of those mindless games that you can play if you just want to de-stress, not have to worry about you know, top fragging in a Valorant or Halo game. You just want to sit back, relax, chat with some friends on Discord and play a game. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's a lot of fun.
1: And there's just so many great lines, like you were saying, just to kind of hint at one of them. For those watching us here on this Twitch stream, there's a good streamer joke that comes pretty early on in the game where you're going up to someone and you can't get into a barn because you have to be a Tier 3 sub. Yep. Well, what does giving her a Tier 3 sub mean, John? It's a sandwich. You have to find a sandwich stall to go ahead and sell it to her. Uh, it's absolutely obnoxious. It's, it's a fun play on words. Lots of stuff throughout this game pretty much caked in in that whole aspect. So I'm excited to dive more into it. It's been fun so far, and I'm hoping you guys check it out as well. On top of that, April 26th, we see 7 Days to Die come in Cloud Console PC and Research and Destroy to console and PC as well. And then on April 28th, to wrap up the April Game Pass games, Bug Snacks and its new expansion drops as well, Cloud Console PC and then Unsold also come into console and PC. Last but not least, we have a little bit of esports stuff to cover here before we wrap up today's show. We're going to kick things off over in Valorant. That has continued to move on, and we are into the later stages of Valorant Masters in Reykjavik. Who do we have left remaining, you ask? Well, we have Optic, Vor versus LLL. Uh, that's one of those teams that's continued to make their way through. I believe it's Loud, if I remember correctly, is who that logo is. Uh, they've done a really good job overall. They've been one of those teams that's made noise, slightly pun intended there, uh, and they continue to make noise, but now they're up against a strong contender in Optic. We'll see if they're able to continue moving on. In the lower bracket, we've got all the way to Zeta being the dominant force down there. PRX also making some noise, though, too, taking down g 2 2 in their last round. Now Zeta will meet up with PRX to see who will be moving on into that lower bracket final to face the loser of Optic Gaming and uh, Loud again. Uh, I have a feeling OpTic is going to be the winner up here on top, but you never know. I mean, Loud, again, has made noise. They've continued to dominate. They beat Team Liquid 2-1. Then they went on and took G2 down 2-0. G2 had a rough tournament overall as that number one seed or number two seed from EU. Uh, Unfortunately, not really finding their placing and their footing the way they wanted to in this tournament overall. But moving our way forward, we have four teams left. It's going to come down to a fun ending. Optic has won a few esports tournaments lately, and they could have another one added to their card here soon. After Valorant, we're going to slide over to the Phase Halo Invitational. Uh, This one, John, is going to be another Optic themed event. Cloud9 coming in here as the dominant champions. They won Raleigh, the first international HDS event for Halo Infinite. Then they won Anaheim, the NA based event. Then they've continued to dominate online qualifiers time and time again, but they've made their way to the green wall this time, and unfortunately we're not able to scale it as OpTic takes the win for one.
0: Yeah, and I went to their website, and they don't have any like brackets or anything that I can't show, so that, that's a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> kind of like Cloud9 not winning. Um, that's fine. It, it, it's, it's not an HCS event, so at the end of the day, it's just money. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're who needs money? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ta- I'm Yeah, not I mean, good at it, was, Halo, it was a, but, a decent prize pool.
1: There was some crowdfunding involved as well. I think it was seventy five thousand on the table. Optic takes home forty thousand of that. I think Cloud Nine got twenty thousand of that. So they still get a nice payday for second place. I'd take twenty thousand for second place. I would
0: take twenty thousand for whatever place. I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, there so you have up. it. So I think the biggest thing to hit on here and we don't have to spend too much more time on it is I love the idea of partner teams running events because you have these big HCS events that obviously 343 and Halo and Microsoft are putting on and they're great. There's lots of funding. There's big prize pools behind them. You have big entertainment venues coming in and big partners, not only the teams, but other partners in the space. And I really like those and I think they're amazing, but they're far and spread out as well. And online qualifiers don't quite carry that same excitement that these events do. Filling them up with partner events like this, whether it be Cloud9, Fnatic, Optic Gaming, Pioneers, Phase Clan, whoever wants to run them, I think this is a fun way to add a little bit of smaller prize pools compared to those big events, but to still enhance your brand, enhance your esport. Phase Clan is huge, they have a giant following. This is a great way to get more people looking at Halo, get more eyes on that as well. And FaZe is going to make money from that if they get their fans in there because then they'll buy HCS skins. And it's just a great way all around. So I'm hoping this becomes more of a staple thing, not only in HCS, but in more esports as well. Anything else to say on that? Unfortunately, your boy's Cloud9 coming down a little bit on that one, but hopefully we'll be able to bounce back here in Kansas City, which takes place next week, the next big HCS international event, the first since December 2021. I see that smile. I like it. The silent (laughs) treatment. We'll see how they do. Uh, Last but not least on today's esports radar, John, is the LCS. Unfortunately, Cloud9 also falling slightly short in this one as well. Saturday, April 23rd, we have Evil Geniuses up against Team Liquid. Team Liquid was the victims of the team sitting in the grand final right now, 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves took them out 3 2 on a reverse sweep. Evil Geniuses has been plotting all season, they've made their way this far. But they're up against a water horse. That's a strong one in this next match.
0: I mean, why are we even talking about this? Cloud Nine's not in the in the, in the finals. I mean, we it's it's, it's oh not my
1: gosh. It's Don't even it me. Anymore. <laughs>
0: it's not news. It's not. I mean, who, who cares? Oh, evil geniuses and 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 water horses. You know, it's who cares? Who cares? Hundred thieves is going to take everything. It's fine. Don't
1: worry. Nay. um i'm gonna go team liquid here i think team liquid wins i think it'll be a close match Uh, i want to say 3-1 liquid because they're angry after losing to 100 thieves on a reverse sweep but after it happened to Fnatic, i know that that can also have the mental strain on teams as well so i will go 3-2 but i still give team liquid the edge
0: i'm gonna go evil geniuses because you know they beat cloud nine and it'll make me feel better if the team that beat cloud nine made it to the finals. Granted, they're going to lose to 100 Thieves, but still, I'm, I'm going to go. That's my reasoning. I have no other reasoning for it. Team Liquid, congratulations. You probably could, probably just won because of my prediction. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go Evil Geniuses 3-2. Why not? We'll, I, we'll like it. I like scrapes. it. I
1: like it. It's spicy. It's entertaining. I think if Evil Geniuses make it to the final, I would go 100 Thieves 3-1. But sticking with my Team Liquid prediction, I will go 100 Thieves 3-2. Uh, this time, not having to full <laughs> reverse sweep them to get the win. I think they do pick up a win a little bit earlier in that series this time around. Thoughts on 100 Thieves in that final? You're going to go them winning regardless yep. of who is the matchup?
0: I-, I think regardless whoever makes it in there, I think 100 Thieves takes it. Uh- They're just on a different level. They're playing incredibly well. Um, Team Liquid can be as angry as they want. If they make it back to the finals, they're going to get even more angry when they have to watch 100 Thieves hoist the trophy.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, guys, I think that will do it on today's episode of Level Up. We've gone over a ton of different stuff from new Star Wars games to the new WoW expansion in Dragonflight. We've talked Sega and Crazy Taxi, possibly being live service in the future. Ninjas rebrand with its crazy funky bold font, new game pass editions, HCS Kansas City coming up, and so much more.
0: Well, Nation, that will do it for this edition of Level Up Live. But before you go, head over to patreon.com OTN and consider becoming a part of the Overtime Network. In return, you'll get access to exclusive content that nobody else in the world can get unless they are a part of OTN Media. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow the show live on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review. Level Up podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever else you can find an RSS feed. VOD's available on Twitch and YouTube. Just check out OTN Media. We have a lot of content there for you as well. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we love to hear from all of our community so much. We have different ways for you to reach out to us. Joey,
1: what are some of those ways? Absolutely, Level Up Nation. Head on over to Twitter and find us at Level Up Live. That is LVL UP Live. In addition to that, you can follow the umbrella company, OTN Media, as well. On Twitter and Facebook, it's at OTN Media. And on Instagram, it's at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media. This show is typically broadcast Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: All right, make sure you tune in next week. That is Thursday, April 28th. April's almost over, Joey. As we continue to cover the latest and greatest in gaming and esports news, do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for your entertainment. We'll catch you all next week. Enjoy your weekend. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always, level up. up.